It's Luke and Naomi. <laughs> Welcome to episode 58. Luke and Naomi on air featuring Naomi's Under a Rock Reviews. Happy to be back for another one. Yeah, I absolutely. I like this, uh, this episode I'm excited for, as I am usually for every episode. Usually I say because I know sometimes you sit there and watch these movies and just... Uh, I'm like, oh boy, she's just not enjoying this one. I think she enjoyed this one, though. Uh, we'll see. Untouchables. Yeah, we'll see. It's a, a solid 90s movie. I like The Untouchables, so I had, a, I had a good time watching this last night. That was a lot of fun. So that one's uh, that's coming up. Looking forward to getting into that and asking Naomi all those questions and finding out her thoughts on that one. Uh, had a fun launch of our second episode of Sips and Snacks. That's right. That's a, always a blast. A little side project. Yeah. What was this one? It was Cool Ranch Doritos, right? It was. And it was very surprising what gets matched with it. Yes. Very well done. Both choices yeah. were awesome. And uh, this is one where, like, the wine, again, I'm not w- big with the wine, but with this wine, it's like, okay, I could finish this bottle of wine with these Doritos. Yeah. And then the beer itself was a unique beer. Yep. And then thinking about that going with not only Doritos in general, but officially like cool ranch doritos you it was not. just yeah unbelievable but i definitely have to say you have to watch the video on youtube make sure you're you're there and you subscribe and like and all that good stuff um but watch the video then go out and buy the beer and wine and a bag of cool ranch doritos you yeah. are not going to be disappointed definitely not and we we have these things so they're you know we generally pick on the low end of the wine so we're not sending you out Chasing down a fifty, sixty, seventy dollar bottle. How, how much is wine? Is that expen- That's expensive for wine, right? Yeah, it's gotta be. Absolutely, I'm not paying that kind of money expen- for wine. <laughs> it's, expensive. it's expensive for me. What is that's that's an expensive bottle? Then I don't know. Look, I don't like spending more than twenty dollars on a bottle of wine. Yes, yeah, like I go for the five dollar to ten dollar range. Some of these are a little bit more than that. I will be honest. I think we had one that was like seventeen ninety nine, but um, we try to keep it to the lower end yeah for sure so you know we make it easy because we want you to try these two because they are really so far they have been that good really really looking forward to that shout out to the fine folks at fermental here in wilmington and uh ashley rogers himself the beer guru uh the beer beer and wine guru uh skibron james i gotta throw that one out there yes yes we learned that (laughs) we learned that this weekend i forgot about that we gotta we gotta talk a little bit about skee-ball we do remember skee-ball could forget ski ball. Everybody's great. You know ski ball from yeah. the arcades and all and all that. Well, uh, got talking to Mr. Ashley Rogers and found out that he's been in a ski ball league for so long that they have given him the nickname Ski Bron James. Yeah. Also yeah. because apparently he's that good. Yes. Maybe he flops too. I don't know. That's a th- that's oh, a basketball mm-hmm. joke. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know if Naomi even knows where I'm going with that one. But uh, so we, so we went and checked out this uh, the ski ball league ourselves and it mm-hmm. looks pretty damn cool it does um we went and checked it out and i had to talk luke into playing he didn't want to play at first um but i got him to play and we had such a blast and i think we're hooked so you know calling so, calling all ski ballers yeah we actually we're gonna need a team we do you know so we if you're some help. if you're around wilmington you want to get in on the ski ball league yeah let us know this is gonna be fun yeah, really absolutely. looking forward to that we're gonna check that out again hopefully uh this week and then See what happens from there, but very, very excited. Forgot all about the ski ball. Yeah. Heck yes. All right. Uh, so Sips and Snacks, episode two is up there. Check that out, like we said. 
And I, I, we, we've talked constantly about uh, getting older and feeling, you know, old and all of that junk. Always. Nobody, nobody likes it, but no. it's always nice. Uh, what is it? Schadenfreude, where you sort of take pleasure in other people's discomfort yeah. and things like that. So Kevin Hart, you know, uh, the comedian, actor, whatever you want to, um, he posted a video the other day in a wheelchair. And I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I it was have. hilarious. Yes. So uh, not going to play the clip because I don't know if we have permission to do that or anything like that. But uh, it is hilarious. Kevin Hart has torn his lower abdomen and uh, ended up in a wheelchair. Yeah. And it, it sounds pretty lighthearted as we're talking about this, right? Because it's hilarious. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is hilarious. He did this trying to race somebody. Uh huh. That's exactly what it was. It was. That's what happens when you get older. You can't do anything. Just trying to have a little bit of fun. You know what happens? You hurt yourself. He's just trying to show off at the barbecue, be the That's fastest it. guy, you know, in the backyard and all yeah. of this. The thing is, is he uh, he tried to go head to head in a 40 yard dash with an NFL player, Stephen Ridley. Yeah, but he's just trying to have fun. And you know what happens? You get hurt. And so if you get a chance, find the Kevin Hart video. It's easy to find, I promise. And it's hilarious. Yeah. It's just him lamenting the old age and uh, the fact <laughs> at one point he was like, I blew out all my stuff, y'all. Yeah. And <laughs> just the exasperation in his voice. I, uh, I had to bring that up because it just made me feel a little bit better. It does. You know, <laughs> seeing everybody else in pain and misery, you're like, all right, well, you know, at least I didn't do that one. Uh, all right. Uh, so, you know what? We, I don't do the TikTok that much. No. It's just I can't spend that much time on that thing. It just drives me crazy. But we hear about all the crazy stuff coming from TikTok all the time. Of course, yeah. So the latest, and this one isn't stupid where people are hurting themselves or anything like that. Well, that's good. Uh, the latest is Picklegate. Oh, no. Have you heard of Picklegate yet? Has it made it um, to you? I'm guessing it has something to do with the jars of pickles not saying pickles. It is that what it is? That is Picklegate. Okay. So I saw that going around on Facebook where like somebody was like, why doesn't my jar of pickles say pickles on it? Yes. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But then I, you know, moved on from it because I don't really care. All I know is those crunchy <laughs> cucumbers that have been, you know. Soaking in vinegar. Yeah, I'm here for them. So I'm not worried about it. I don't care if it's something else. I don't care if it's a carrot and they dyed it. It tastes good. I'm here for it. Yeah, because basically at a point, it's the brine that you really want. It really is. Because we've had the pickled carrots and a few other things. I don't even remember the other stuff. But I threw celery in it okra, before. celery. Yeah. Things yep. like that. Yeah, it's the brine. It's After a brine. while, it really is. So Picklegate's going around TikTok, like Naomi said. People are going, what the hell? There's there's no, like Clawson and Vlasic specifically, and I forgot to look in our fridge and see, because don't we have Mount Olive pickles? I believe so. So it's got to say pickles on there somewhere. Do you want me to check? Um, If you want to. I, I'm going to run I, and check. Yeah, all right, Naomi's going to go Time run me. and check. So basically the deal is Clawson and Vlasic on their jars say stuff like, kosher dill spears, bread and butter slices, and stuff like that. But the word pickles is apparently nowhere to be found. I have not paid that much attention in so long. So again, TikTok calling it Picklegate. And they, everybody's got a theory, of course, of, of like why there's no... And remember the old KFC thing, I'm sure Naomi will, where they, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken went to KFC and everybody's like, oh, it's because it's not real chicken, so they can't say chicken anymore which is bogus, by the way. But uh, one of the theories is that it has to have specific ingredients. Do you remember the KFC thing where they changed from Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC and everybody was like, oh, they did that because they're not allowed to say chicken anymore because they don't oh, use real yeah, chicken. Yeah. And, you know, they, so 
That's one of the big theories. So uh, what's the verdict on the... It does not say pickles it, on the jar. It does not. It, does, it just does says not. Mount Olive? Uh, it says Mount Olive um, on the corner of cucumber and vine. Um, and then the type <laughs> of what we got was hamburger dill chips. Um, Memorize the, back, the whole label. Well, I was looking for pickles somewhere on there, and it doesn't say pickles Excellent anywhere. Excellent job. Excellent job. So one theory, again, is that, you know, it has to have specific ingredients to be called a pickle. Another theory was that uh, all sorts of food can be pickled, so maybe it's not allowed because it's too vague and it's, you know, something like that. One person uh, even joked, and this is the best, I wish I came up with this joke myself, is that they have to be from the pickle region in France. Oh, that makes sense. That's a yeah, fantastic absolutely. One. Yeah. I love that. But it, it turns out none of that is is true. It's that's all bogus. It's just the real reason that is that the jars are see-through. And you literally can tell that there's pickles. Uh, so the pickle company, huh. the pickle people are counting on common sense. I mean, it makes sense. They'll save money on like ink and stuff spelling out the word pickle somewhere on that jar. Right? Sure. So someone reached out to Vlasic and uh Vlasic said there's limited space on the label, so they'd rather draw the stupid stork or whatever he is, yeah. the, the pigeon. Uh, so they prefer to, quote, clearly communicate the form and flavor inside each jar, which is, you know, the hamburger oh, dill okay. or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, Clausen and other brands basically said the, th- the same thing. I don't, you know, everybody thinks it's a giant conspiracy theory with everything. <laughs> right. It's freaking pickles. Do you really care that much or you just, you know? I just love it. They're like, why, why would we? It's You can you can bleep and see that they're pickles. Yeah. What the hell's the matter and, with you? And if you can't, like, I'm not telling you. you got to figure that out on your own. Right. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Buy the see-through jar and figure it hmm, out when you get home. I don't know what's in here. They're called dill hamburger chips. <laughs> huh. Do you think they're potato chips made out of hamburgers? It says spears. Hmm. Do you think they're chips? Right, you know? <laughs> That's fantastic. Ugh. Absolutely love it. So, uh, Picklegate, coming to yeah. the internet near you. <laughs> I'll be off the internet for a little while. I think that's about all we got going on. Uh, Labor Day next weekend. That's right. This coming weekend as we're recording. I am so excited for a three-day weekend. Three-day weekend generally for us means no Luke and Naomi on-air episodes. So not sure. That hasn't been decided yet or anything like that. It depends on how much we drink on the weekend. Let's be honest. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Like, we're all adults here. We know what's going on. But okay. You just wanted to leave that behind the curtain? Just, you know, I was going to kind of walk, tiptoe by that. Listen, we talk about going to the beach. We talk about (laughs) drinking all the time. We have a feature called Sips and Snacks. Like, let's be honest. So we'll be sipping and snacking this weekend. That's right. And uh, might be too full. That's it's the food. It always is. I'm under the weather. Oh, yeah. So uh, not sure yet. Got a summer cold. make, Make sure you're following the Facebook page, Luke and Naomi on air. And uh, we'll let you know what's going on there. At least we'll post some goofy-ass pictures that we take. If, we should if put at least up, one up. up with an episode. Yeah. But uh, also, we'll have another Sips and Snacks a week from Friday. Oh, that's right. So yeah. you won't get Luke and Naomi on air that week, but that week you'll get a new Sips and Snacks. Do we I'm, mention I, what it is? If I'm doing the math right, anyway. You are doing the math right. Do yeah, we mention absolutely. what it is? Yeah, please. Teases are um, great. So, of course, it's going to be a delicious snack paired uh, paired with a beer and a wine. I'm not going to tell you what that beer or wine no, no, is. No, no, you got to watch. You have to watch for that. 
Um, but the snack is Oreos. Double stuffed Oreos, to be exact. And it is a good one. Yes, and we told Ashley as we were choosing this time, we were, you know, we debated, do we go regular Oreos or double stuffed? Will it make a difference? Is that, you know, more? Yeah. I believe he said, yeah, yeah. It so. will make a difference. So it's got to be double stuffed Oreos. Um, so go ahead and Salivate. buy those now. <laughs> no, buy the Oreos so you're ready. Um, and then soon you'll know what beer you need to buy oh, and man. what wine you need to buy. This was another amazing pair. I Again, just, you won't be disappointed. Yes, excellent. Looking forward to that one. So, all right. That's all the, the housekeeping, I believe. Let's do random facts. Your weekly dose of Did You Know? Uh, eBay. Did you know eBay originally launched under, uh, as a site, I'm sorry, called Auction Web? No, did not know that. Did not know that. eBay was short for Echo Bay Technology Group. Hmm. Okay. I should have said, did you know that? A little, did you know within a did you know? Uh, eBay was the parent company of four sites, Auction Web, a travel site, a personal shipper site, and a site about the Ebola virus. <laughs> Um, okay. Echo Bay Technology Group. I don't know. Uh, the others didn't get any traction, of course, and the media kept referring to Auction Web as eBay anyway, so they made the switch in 1997. Hmm. Did you See, know? See, mine would be, did you know it's been around since 97? Because I'd be like, huh. Oh, my no, goodness. No, I didn't. What? Yes. When did you think, you know, if you didn't know that, would, did you later, earlier? Later? Much later? Um, not that much later, but yeah, like 2005. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Learn something new every day. Yep. All right. Did you know uh, the defrost setting on the microwave does not use a different wattage or type of energy? It just alternates between 100% power and 0% power? That makes sense. And I mean, you can hear it too when it's doing that. I always assume that it's just changing the amount of power. Not until I read this did I read I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm probably not going to use the defrost setting anymore. I was going to say, you don't really use it to begin with. I don't. Yeah. I don't. But the couple of times I have, it was like, meh. 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 <laughs> Did you know the submarine was invented during the Civil War by an engineer for the Confederacy named Horace Hunley? No. Nope. And he died in 1863 when the one he was testing sank. Hmm. Learned That's terrible. Way. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. How many more? We got one more. Did you know the color mauve was discovered by accident? Okay. A chemist saw a purplish magenta color when he was trying to make a medicine to treat malaria. And he realized it would be a good dye. Um, okay. That's weird. That's really weird. <laughs> cure malaria and look fabulous. That's right. <laughs> uh, that is your weekly dose of Did You Know? Some random facts. To... Those were like really, really random. Very random, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't call them random facts for nothing. Submarines, colors. Yeah, and I don't choose and them, eBay. so that makes them even more random, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, what else we got? Oh yeah, last week we uh, we were doing the food the food bands. Of course, always talking about food. Always, always talking about food. So make a band name edible. Fleetwood Mac and Cheese was the example. Was the example yeah. that we used? Thank you. Uh, we had some good ones. We we uh, we went deep on this one, I think. Did okay. you come up with any? Um, no. I had black eyed peas, and I'm sticking with that one. Black eyed peas. Yeah. All right. I keep. I have one, but it's just. Look, like I'm. I'm not doing the homework here. Like I'm the teacher. <laughs> Entertain I don't have us. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. Well, Todd, I think uh, we'll start us off on the list here with charcuterie and the blowfish. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Nicely done. 
<laughs> That's very dumb. clever. Very clever, but terrible at laser tag, Todd is. Uh, Ashley himself says, uh, rage against the vending machine. Nice. And he put a, a gif of Dwight from The Office tearing all the snacks. Oh, yeah. The and then machine. he throws fruit in and there. Fruit in there, yeah. Terrible. Uh, but excellent. Extra points for Ashley for uh, jumping right in. Yeah, absolutely. He knows how it's done. Uh, Mr. Paul says metallic cakes. I love it. Nine inch nachos. Ooh. Pink salmon Floyd. <laughs> that one. That's the healthier option. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fed Zeppelin. Okay. Oh, here we go. JD and the Red Jams instead of Badlands. Nice. Nicely done. Way to go, Paul. Yeah. And Shout out to uh, JD. Yeah. And Bruno Mars Bar. Nice. Fantastic, right? Yeah. Good job, Paul. Uh, Don says Red Hot Chili Peppers. So you don't have to change it. There you go. How about that? So you're taking the easy way. Ralph, Nothing wrong with that. Ralph has put a list up. on A couple of people gave us a list, actually. Perfect. Uh, Brando, Ralph, Mark D. Uh, we had a couple of lists this time. Let me shout out Juan with uh, Limp Brisket. That's I like that moving one. Moving right along. Uh, uh, Ann says, nickel baby back ribs. Nice. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, Ashley, again, uh, pearl butter and jam. Nice. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, Credence Clearwater Chili Revival <laughs> from Don, again. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So then Ralph's list, bad bunny ice cream. Like, <laughs> the, like the blue bunny. Yeah. Yes. Uh, bad bunny is a rapper. Uh, mom. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> Uh, the Smashing Pumpkin Pies. <laughs> Perfect. Bruno Mars Bars again. Cool. Yeah. 8020 Beef Meatloaf. <laughs> Jesus. 50 Cent Cheeseburger. That's a good one. Oh, my I goodness. I like that one. 50 Cent Cheeseburger. That's a great list. Uh, LL Cool Whip. Oh, cool. I like that one. <laughs> That's a good one, Ralph. I, oh, man. Eminem White Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. Corn on the Cob. Nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Ariana Grande Caramel Frappe. <laughs> good one, Ralph. Salt and Pepper Shakers. Uh, oh, oh this gosh. is good. Chicken Bone Thighs in Hominy. Yes. <laughs> For Bone Thugs and Art. I like it. I like it. Good job, Ralph. Um, that was a great list. Greg says Black Sabbath and Fries. Nice. <laughs> I like the way that just like flows, too. Yeah. Uh, Brando says Motley Crouton. <laughs> Five Finger Fruit Punch. That's a good one. That is a great one. Uh, subs and lime. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, three Doritos down. <laughs> he says, 100 more to go. He says, pair it with whatever sip Ashley recommends. That's right. You uh, can watch the video and find out. Food fighters. Nice. Of course. Uh, he says, the last one's for Naomi. Ranch mouth. I Isn't love it? it. He says, best he could do. But here's one for you, Brando, because Brian's answer from over in England uh, would be the Keith Urban band, The Ranch. Nice. Nice. The ranch dressing. So <laughs> there you go. That's that's how you do that. Uh, let's see here. He says if we could have done song title instead of band, he would <laughs> instead of fight song, he would have said fight tongs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tongs always uh, show up somewhere. They yes, they yes, do. they do. And uh, let's see. The last list we got here was Mark with Boston cream pie. Okay. Cream sickle. Perfect. Well done, Dixie chicken nuggets. <laughs> The Four Seasoning, uh, Kool-Aid and the Gang. That's a nice. good one. I like that's that. That's a great one. Uh, and the Sugar Hill Gang. All right. Which is just, yeah, right? Uh, one, there's a couple more. He, the Backstrap Boys. Okay. The Brisket Boys. Mackle S'mores. <laughs> and, and Faux Fighters, or Faux Fighters. Well done. I like, 
I like the smackle s'mores. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that one was hard to say. Smackle s'mores. Yes, that's what I was going for. Smackle s'mores. Smackle s'mores from South Park. <laughs> oh, um, my God. All right. Well done, everybody. Came with some fire this week. Absolutely like that. Um, also, cake. Why not? Just cake yeah. for good measure. Uh, also from Paul. That was a good, excellent list, everybody. Excellent answers. I am legit hungry after that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I know. All that, oh, man, hungry and, and let's go put on some music. I need some nine-inch nachos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one I like the best. They're all it's fantastic. It's very hard because, yeah, there were some really great ones all in there. LL Cool Whip. That's just phenomenal. <laughs> all right. That's great. So uh, we got to, I don't know if we're going to, you know, let's see if next week can top this because that was really fun. Yeah. I like this one as well. This one's pretty cool. So recently here in Wilmington, I think just the other day, uh, a lady won 200 grand in a scratch off. Yeah. And when, you know, of course the news interviews her and all of that stuff, I believe in North Carolina, you have to reveal your identity. I believe so. Most states you do. There's only a handful that you don't. And so, uh, because I wouldn't want to, I didn't even bother remembering what her name was because, you know, why not? So they asked her, you know, what's the first thing you're going to do when uh, when you get the money and all that? She says, I'm going to go get me one of them Lazy Boy recliners. Which is not a bad answer. And it is an awesome answer because, you know, generally you think winning the lottery, okay. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to buy this huge house. Cars. I'm going to get a... Uh, giant pool in the backyard boats yes all that stuff everything you know what i mean and just she's like i need that lazy boy yeah i've been wanting a lazy boy forever. and now i can get one now i'm getting one yeah so that is our question this week what would be the first ordinary everyday item you would buy after hitting the lottery just something something just people might call dumb or, or yeah you know way too ordinary or you know just even lame i don't know but like what is the first ordinary thing? I see you got the wheels turning over there. Oh, I already know the first thing I would You're going to hold buy. on on us until next week. I, I think so. All right. Yeah, I think you should wait for it. I would get the dumbest things. I would I would probably just get like a new couch. Okay, I you can know. see that. I'd be looking forward to a new TV. But my thing is like I would get a new TV, but I would get it like the least expensive TV I could get. Oh my God, I got one. $300. Yeah. You just won like 60 million. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get 11 of these. Yeah. So what is the the most ordinary, first most ordinary everyday item you would go right for after hitting the lotto? Uh, I know uh, one guy I was talking to earlier today says he would go with, uh, he wants to mod his Xbox 360 so that he can play a revamped version of an old college football game. (laughs) And Um, it would cost him like two, three hundred dollars to do. Okay. And he was like, that's the first thing if I hit the ladder. Oh, okay. Because he's not going to go splurge on doing something like that because it's dumb. Yeah. And he knows it. But it, if, you know, if you hit the lotto, boom. I mean, if you got all that money, you can buy something that's dumb or spend a little bit of money on something that's dumb, even if it is an everyday item. Absolutely. I want this powerful vacuum cleaner, you know, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Something that you've, you know, had your eye on for so long, but... You just can't pull the trigger. Now I'm looking forward to hearing what you got for us. Oh, I've got something great. Awesome. Fantastic. Looking forward to all the answers for next week. First ordinary everyday item you would buy after hitting the lottery. Of course, Luke and Naomi on air on the Facebook page is where you can find that. Let us know. You can also answer still on the Spotify. I do that there. And if you're listening on YouTube, well, YouTube's back. So you can comment there as well. 
Whatever is right. easiest for you. We got three avenues now for you to drop those comments before you forget getting out of the car or something That's like right. that. You know, I know how it works. Yeah. We know how that goes. All right. That takes care of all of that stuff. Now it is time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> this is going to be, I hope this is going to be a good one. Again, I haven't seen her face in, I started talking earlier, and the face she made made me nervous. So Uh-oh. I'm really, really wondering how in the hell Naomi liked The Untouchables from, I think it's 92? I didn't even bother looking at it. I have no name. idea. But, you know, of course, all the stacked cast, Kevin Costner and uh, Sean Connery, we had uh, the other guy and then the one dude. And this other guy. Yeah, the they other were all in there. Well, yeah. it's, just, it's, a, it's a really cool cast that you forget about kind of sometimes, too. Al Pacino, not Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. There you go. Wow, that was terrible. Yeah. I'm going to record over that. Well, you know why that name came up. Because it's about Al Capone. Oh, that's you why. Know. Yes. Al De Niro. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> all right. So uh, Untouchables, take it away. All right. Prohibition, gangster crime movie. This is going to be good, right? All right. So we start with Al Capone I hope so. being interviewed while his barber is shaving his face, basically having the newspaper reporter be like, hey, you're the mayor of Chicago without actually, you know, being the mayor, being elected or anything like that. That's because he's bootlegging all this booze. Um, and he states that he doesn't do it with violence. Um, I don't know anything about this story, but I already know that's a lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. Um <laughs> You know, he, he should have been mayor, you know, fitting right in with lies and all of that good yeah. stuff. You know, he he, ba- he runs the city, so he's basically the de facto mayor. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we've got a, a shopkeeper turning down some terrible beer. Some guy came in and, you know, trying to sell this beer, and he's like, I don't want it. It's, you know, and tastes bad and all of that. <laughs> uh, so the guy selling it is like, no, nah, you know, okay, it's all right. No problem. Well, they end up blowing up his shop, and there's, like, a little girl inside. So, like, you know these guys aren't playing around. Like, they are legit gangsters. That's right. Um, So now we meet Elliot. Elliot uh, is the cop who is basically taking over this Prohibition Task Force. Um, And I do like the writing here because he's like, I know many of you like to drink. He's talking to, like, all the the police officers that are going to be a part of his task force. And he's like, I know uh, many of you like to drink. Um... What you've done before today doesn't concern me. What concerns me is going forward. And he's like, if we're going to be upholding the law, we need to be following it too. Which, yeah, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, well, you would hope so. Yeah. Um, and there's already an informant that mentioned a, a big shipment of Canadian whiskey was making its way to Chicago. And they're going to go after it. Um, so now we have this stakeout. And then Elliot says, smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. So, is that where that came from? Or is that, like, from a different movie? That is an old military thing. Oh. Like, it, now is the time to smoke if you smoke. Okay. Basically. Because I just remember hearing that so many times. You know, especially when we used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Like, you would hear that because people are just joking around, you know. Oh, smoke them if you got them. Yeah. You know, before you go do something. Before you go off to a battle. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I guess. The calm before okay. the storm. It's like, you're not going to have time to mellow out and have a smoke in about 20 minutes, so you better get it done now. I did not know if that's why everybody says that. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, it's from before. All right. Well, he says it anyways. All right. So they break into the warehouse where all this Canadian whiskey is supposed to be. There's wooden boxes on top of wooden boxes, all with this like red maple leaf on them. And I'm thinking, 
they're gonna be empty. I mean, come on, we already know what's gonna happen here. <laughs> like, you're going into an area where people like to drink already, and they're not worried about stopping it. Um, it, you know, there is there's no no alcohol, not gonna happen. Um, I'm thinking that they're filled with maple syrup. That, oh, because that, of the maple leaf. Yeah, in Canada. Makes you sense. Know? Yeah. Maple syrup. Um, I bet someone in the task force is letting the gangster know what's going on. And There's I feel, a leak, right? An informant. Yeah. And I feel like this is going to be a lot like the episode of The Simpsons where Homer is making <laughs> the, the beer. The beer baron, yeah. Yeah, the beer baron. <laughs> That's exactly all I can think about. Um, it's always a step ahead of the detective. So we'll see. All right. So I paused the movie to go on that crazy rant. Turned it back on. Uh, so no maple syrup. Um, we had those little umbrellas. Why do I always forget what they're called? Parasol. A Did parasol. you not write that down? No, I put a little she umbrella. She asked me too when she was making the note. She's like, what's that called? It's a parasol. I probably didn't know how to spell it. Ah, so I put little umbrella. Right. Spell little it with umbrella. P. You know, it's fine. Okay. And then I put, oh my God, this is going to be like that Simpsons episode. <laughs> oh my God, I, I mean, love it. That's a great episode. You gotta admit that's where they got the idea. Oh, most of it, yeah. For sure. this, yeah, right. The the, uh, the the Elliot dresses the same way as the yes. the cartoon guy. Uh, whatever whoever. the hell he was called, I can't. I don't know. Uh, uh, race banner or race something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And you know it's Rex prohibition banner. in Rex Banner. That's it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yes. It's prohibition in Springfield. Yeah, that was. So it's the same exact thing. He was modeled after Elliot Ness for sure. So I had a really hard time at certain points in this movie because that's all I could think about. All right. Anyway, Elliot meets uh, Sean Connor. Connery. Uh, Connery. Oh, I've got it down there somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to type these up as I'm going, and you know, sometimes I forget. No worries. All right. So. Um, he meets him who's yelling at him for littering, which, honestly, the the smartass in me, when he threw that piece of paper into the water, was like, okay, you're a cop and you're littering. Yeah, right. You're trying to uphold exactly. the law with <laughs> prohibition, and you're going to, you know. I love, love Sean Connery's character, Sean Connery, in this movie. It is so, like, it's just such a cool character, the, the type of role he plays. Yeah. And I'm wondering at this point if he's going to be, like, the cop that ends up you know, saving the day and getting all the credit in the end. Um, Again, like the Simpsons episode, you know, (laughs) just saying. Um, So we see Elliot return to work and he's basically a joke there. Except to this lady who um, lost her child in that explosion earlier that we were talking about. Yeah. The little girl's mom um, was basically like, I know you'll take them down. So then um, Elliot goes to Sean Connery's home and asks for help. But he's like, I'm too old and heavy now. I, you know, asked yeah. me 15 years ago, I'd be and on your side. 20 pounds ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elliot then returns to work where Malone, that's Sean Connery's character, who I learned his name early. Very proud of All them. All of them. Yeah. Well, so the wife when Ness's whispers, wife When Ness's wife calls him Elliot, she's like, his name! I know. <laughs> and it happens so fast. So I'm like, you don't have to guess the entire time. Some of the secondary characters... Oh, yeah, good luck with that. You're going to be guessing until the end before I get it right. But that's okay. I got the main characters here, so we're good. Um, So Elliot returns to work where Malone, Sean Connery's character, is waiting for him and is like, do you really want to go after Al Capone? Um, If you really want to do this, I'll show you how. So now we got our team up. Um, 
Then, because most of the police officers are corrupt here, um, they decide to go to a training facility and take one of the guys who hasn't been, who hasn't graduated yet, so he hasn't had time to become corrupt. Yeah, remember what he says something about uh, if the fruit's rotten, you go right to the tree. That's right. Um, and then they take, uh, then they take this tax guy. We had an accountant that was sitting in Elliot's office. Um, they're going to team up with him as well. He's going to join the team. He's the guy who, who figured out the whole deal about going after Capone for, for, tax. for taxes and, and yeah. finances and stuff like that, which yeah. is just insane. And he's just this like small nerdy guy. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, so, all right, we got our team up. We've got our four guys. They're going to take on the world here. Um, and they're going to go on a liquor raid at the post office. And it seems like such a big joke here. Um, the post office? Malone swears. He says it's there. Everyone knows where the alcohol is. It just no one wants to cross Al Capone, you know? Exactly. So it's not, the issue is not where is the alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they raid the post office. And sure enough, that is where all the booze is. Of course, Al Capone is all mad. And while having dinner with his associates, mentions that, they're all a team. And his favorite team or his favorite sport is baseball. And they're like a baseball team. And he's got a baseball bat. Then he beats one of his associates to death with the baseball bat. <laughs> Again, the no violence earlier. Yeah, we all saw that one coming. Did you catch Come the on. Simpsons reference there? Or is that episode too old for you? I did not. There's, it's an older episode. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Burns, of course. Uh, we'll, we'll break out that episode after, after we record here. I'll show you okay. that one. That's all right. No, missed that one completely. Um, all right. So a guy comes in to uh, uh, congratulate the task force with the raid, and he throws an envelope down on the desk, obviously a bribe, and Elliot isn't having it. Uh, the guy is like, oh, so you're untouchable. Is that it? And then says everyone can be bought for a price, and that Elliot and his team are making a mistake. Untouchable. Hmm. Oh, is that oh. close enough to the movie's name for it, you? It really was, and then it comes up later, and I was like, there it is again. Perfect. I was very happy during that scene. <laughs> All right. So my, my I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very optimistic at this point. Because they mentioned the name of the movie. Yeah, yes. We, we, we get a movie where they mention the actual name of the movie and Naomi, it, it's like I half like the it. battle. I Seriously. like when they do that. <laughs> All right. So some weirdo threatens Elliot's daughter while Elliot is walking up to his home. Basically like something like, oh, you got a gift for your daughter there and all of that. And it's just really creepy. Um, so Elliot puts his wife and daughter into hiding while he opens up this can of worms with Al Capone. Uh, the accountant is still complaining about how much Al Capone is making, but none of it is in his name. And if I remember correctly, it's taxes that take him down. So, you know the accountant that's going to be the hero of this story that's right, right? yeah you know um all right anyway so they go meet up with the canadian mounties for a stakeout this is great too I, you know if, if let me ask you this because i was just going to assume it uh, but like you're watching this movie at any point before this scene did you expect them to go into the wilderness yeah no. okay that's, absolutely not I mean, this is a movie about oh. chicago okay now we're in the mountains all right okay yep and um, horses yeah and Canadian Mounties. RCMP. Yeah. Um, so they're doing this stakeout. Uh, Canadians jump the gun, so they're like, you know, F it, and they have to ride onto this bridge between uh, the U.S. and Canada where a liquor drop-off was being made. Stupid hosers. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Stone, the rookie recruit. See? 
Got a name. Nicely done. Yeah. Didn't take me too Nicely long done. in there. Um, he gets shot, but he says he's okay. And the rest of them just annihilate all the gangsters. Um, especially. Annihilate the, is an excellent word. Well, that's what happens. Especially with the accountant. Um, this guy. You can tell he's got some pent up rage in his oh, life. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the way he just does not hold back and it's like, it's me or them. So I'm going to shoot first. I'm not messing around. I'm getting out of here alive. You just don't see it coming from him. And it's... Exactly. I really enjoyed watching (laughs) him go, you know. And I don't like to be the person that roots for the bad guys. But I mean, we're talking the gangsters here and prohibition and bootlegging. Like, you kind of sort of a little bit root for the bad guys in these well, kind of movies when, you know when we get talking about bootlegging like yeah. you're saying listen here you know we, how do we open the show and they go hey we might not have a show next week because we're gonna get loaded that's right so you know? yeah so but the accountant <laughs> going crazy on these guys i was like you know oscar. what his name is oscar oscar is man that's a man right there <laughs> <laughs> a nerdy man but that's a man right oh, there. Man, fantastic character too. All right. That. So uh, the gangsters have all been shot. Uh, well, all except two of them. One Elliot ends up killing because it was him or that guy. Um, and that's where we see the, you know, where he doesn't like to get his hands dirty like that. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, he absolutely, you can tell, just absolutely does not want to be, you know, shooting at people and, no. and having to deal with that. No. Um, but he ends up killing this guy, and you can tell it, you know, takes a little out of him and all of that. Um, and the other one is now kind of sort of a prisoner. Uh, he's got the ledger. Uh, so they're trying to get him to talk, to cooperate, but it's basically like, nah, which I don't blame him. Yeah, he says something about, you know, the lawyer will get me off. And we're, you know, I'm yeah. fine. Um, so Malone goes out to where the dead guy is, picks him up. And this is happening, like, outside. The prisoner's inside. Picks him up, sticks a gun in his mouth, and is like, you're going to talk or I'm going to pull this trigger. You know, obviously the guy can't answer because he's dead. (laughs) Uh, But the ledger guy, George, but not George Stone. Georgie. uh, Yes, doesn't know that he's dead. So Malone counts to three and then shoots this guy in the head. And of course, like, the other guy starts freaking out because, you know, this guy's not messing around. He just shot a guy in the head for not talking. Um... (laughs) So now he's probably going to cooperate. Uh, sure enough, they have enough evidence in that ledger to charge Al Capone with, you know, tax evasion and, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so the guy who tattled on Capone has to be taken to safety because, I mean, you know, otherwise they're they're going to come after him. But we already know, like, he's going to die. It's just going to happen. Uh, gets in an elevator with the accountant cop. Um, so now they're both just going to end up dead. We know it. We know what's going to happen here. This is a, it's a slightly predictable movie here. That scene takes way too long to develop. So, you know, something's going down. Yeah. And as that, as that scene is, is moving along, you're like, Oh, this is not going to be a good scene. And let me just say, I don't have good feelings about that creepy news guy. Like he's, Right from the beginning, the way he's at Elliot's first raid, and then he took a picture of the group after their pro- post office raid success, um, and now he's asking Elliot about his new son because apparently his wife was pregnant. Didn't know that at the time. Um, didn't pay attention enough, I guess. Um, but like, how do you know all those details? So I don't trust this guy either. I feel like he's definitely working for Al Capone too. Um, so, anyways. That kid's going to end up being in danger. 
that we know the wife and child are in danger. Basically, everybody is in danger. Everybody's in danger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the gangsters. Yes. Yes. All right. So it seems like they're having a, uh, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place now. The DA is going to drop the case now that the ledger guy is dead. Oh, yeah, that did happen. We knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, the accountant and the ledger guy were killed in the elevator. Uh, anyway, the DA needs a witness. Elliot feels like there's nowhere to go. And Malone is like, well, just stall them. We'll figure this out, you know. And then tells him, I got to go see a friend. Um, he talks to his insider on the police force. Malone has his own insider oh, yeah. on the police force. He's like the chief of police. Yeah. But who is keeping himself alive by, you know, just letting the kind bootleggers of, yeah, do the what they way, need to do. Yeah. Going along to get along, basically. But also dropping some knowledge uh, to Malone as well. Um, so anyways, he goes and he, he talks to his insider on the police force uh, and they get into a fist fight, which, by the way, was one of the most realistic fights that I have seen in cinematic uh, history here. Maybe it had to do with those two old guys. I think that's part of it. Probably. Um, because, <laughs> you know, one gets hit in the stomach and they kind of like double Oof. over. You know, like a normal person would in this case, instead of all the action movies where, you know, you get punched in the face and you just kind of bounce back and throw another punch. Like, you got punched in the face. You're going to be out on the ground at least for a couple of seconds when you go, what the heck just happened? <laughs> you know? Yes, I don't care absolutely. how strong you are. No, it's going to take you a second to figure out what just happened. That's right. This guy gets punched in the in the stomach and... You know, you hear the grunt of it, and then he's, you know, kind of stumbling to, to get his wits about him again. Excellent. The fight scene. All right. Yes. Okay. Um, well, it was pretty realistic for the most part. There was a part where, you know, someone got hit in the stomach way two by four. You know, it probably would have felt that a little bit more <laughs> been out for the count there. But, you know, close enough compared to what we normally see. Yeah. All right. So Malone knows where uh, Capone is going to be and leaves a message for Elliot to meet him at the apartment. Um, but while he's there by himself, Al Capone uh, has a couple of men that are there watching him. Guy comes in with a knife, sneaks in through the bathroom. Um, but we know Malone is going to know what's going on here. Again, it was a long scene where he's kind of watching him in the window. Then he goes to the bathroom window. Then he runs down one hallway, but Malone's not there. So he turns back around, running down the other hallway. There's Malone, his back turned, all of that. And then he turns around and he's got a gun. He's ready. Oh, you yeah. know, Malone's ready for this. He knows. But the guy's got a knife. So it's the whole, you know, you brought a knife to a gunfight kind of thing. And basically it's just chasing this guy outside. Um, which I was surprised because, I mean, you're still trying to kill me. Like, he should have just pulled the trigger right then and there. Yeah, maybe he didn't want to clean up his apartment. Uh, well, I guess that makes sense, too. You know, <laughs> let's be honest sensible. here. Yes, I mean, absolutely. It's Malone. He's, he, he thinks of a lot of things and the normal person would. Absolutely. Um, so anyways, he chases this guy out. But when he does that, there's a man standing on, like, the fire escape and just basically unloads on him. Like, he is definitely dead. Did Tommy not knows. see that coming right. at all. Um, again, I thought he was going to be the hero. Um, I made a note here. Maybe it really isn't like that Simpson episode. Um, <laughs> you know, I, again, the older cop getting his, um, getting his last hurrah. shine of light. Hurrah. Yes, absolutely. No. Because he just got shot, uh, shot like 64 times here. Oh, yeah. Full Tommy gun. Yeah. So Elliot 
uh, Elliot shows up. Malone tells him, well, basically shows him because he can't really talk. He's dying and all that, um, where the bookkeeper is going to be. They need to get the bookkeeper. That's going to be the witness. They're, you know. He tells him what train he's going to be on. Yeah. They're going to be able to take this to court. Uh, they're yeah. still going to be able to take Al Capone down. The all bookkeeper's that. the guy who can decipher the ledger that they got. That's right. Um, so he's basically like pointing at a map where you know, what train, like you said, um, that the bookkeeper was going to be on and all of that. Uh, so Elliot goes to the train station to get the bookkeeper. Um, and then, then we got this really weird scene where he's watching for the guy, but this lady is having a hard time. She can't get her baby carriage up the stairs. It's a really distracting scene. It is. It, this scene does exactly what it was meant to do. And it's absolutely infuriating. Yes. And it it's so tense and, re- and it's annoying. Just, a, it's annoying, just annoying is another and like, oh my god! I mean, lady, find another exit. Yeah. So this lady is trying to get her baby carriage up a whole bunch of stairs. The baby won't stop crying, and it's just again, it's really weird. Definitely goes on for way too long before Elliot decides. Well, I guess I'll jump in and help this person. Also, the whole time there's like a nursery rhyme sound playing in the background. Yeah, I did not which like just that. Just intensifies the whole. Uh, it just made it seem weirder, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he decided, you know what, I'm going to leave my stand and, and help this I girl. I think he was trying to get it over, like get her the hell out of the way in case, But somebody you know. else could have helped. I mean, there were so many people that walked by and did all this stuff. Really, nobody. It is the 30s. We have manners. You know, no guy is going to stop <laughs> and help this. It has to be um, Elliot doing this. Like, come on. Right. Did not Which like that just, all scene of at that, all. All of that increases the discomfort in that scene for sure. Yeah. So Elliot, because apparently no one else is going to do this, um, is going to help this lady out. And he actually gets recognized as he's helping her out. So, of course, we got to have a shootout because it's not a gangster movie without 600 shootouts. Of course. We need one in the train station. Yes, yes, of course. So Stone, the young cop, um, is there as well. Um, So you got the bookkeeper. You've got one of Al Capone's bodyguards with the bookkeeper. And they basically, you know, they know what's going on, all that. So he kind of grabs the bookkeeper and is like, you know, if you shoot at me, I'm going to shoot him. And you, I know you need this guy. Right. Um, Well, that young cop Stone is just such a uh, phenomenal shoot and all that. We know that from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's one of the best. Um, So he knows I'm going to be able to shoot the bodyguard without hurting the bookkeeper and that's exactly what happens oh it's a, that's a great part too where you know ness says okay take him and that's it boom done uh so now we have the bookkeeper is going to testify in court and he does and he's able to pin like the whole bunch of money that uh capone had actually made on him which made it true that he evaded his taxes but now you know al capone and his lawyer they don't even seem phased by this at all they're yawning they're talking Whatever. They don't even care. Turns out that they paid off the jury. So, you know, we're going to get a a not guilty verdict here. Oh, of course, yeah. So somehow the cop, um, the guy cop Stone that we were talking about earlier, uh, has a piece of paper from one of the bodyguards that shows the jury was going to be paid off. Right. I don't know how he got that paper. I must have missed something. It was all during the scene with Nitty, the guy who... um, the creepy weirdo yes. earlier that threatened Elliot's daughter. And he's also the guy who shot up Malone. Yeah. So he's just always there. Yeah, he basically like Capone's right hand. They know, yeah. they notice that he's got the gun in his jacket, so they go to 
they make him leave the courtroom, and I right. believe at that time is he where drops they get the, the paper. paper or okay, they, they take it from him yeah. when they made him empty his pockets. So I skipped like that. that whole part in my notes because um, I felt like it was just between that and then they have um, their shootout back and forth for a while, Nettie um, and Elliot. Um, and then, of course, Elliot's not going to kill him when he's got the perfect opportunity because, again, we know he doesn't like to get his hands dirty. And he's not going to kill the guy in cold blood, you know, in, in, in battle, one thing, but just, you know, shoot him in whole, the top of the like, head when he's on a rope. The whole scene... That's a long, like, chase scene kind yeah. of thing, whatever. I, I don't think it really, you know, added anything to the story. But obviously it did because that's where he drops the paper. Cause that's right. Because at this point I'm like, I don't know how he got it, but we've got the paper that says that the jury has been paid off. Um, anyways, Elliot brings this paper to the judge's attention. Um, but the judge doesn't seem to care about it, you know. Is what it is, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, we can't, we can't do anything with I this. can't do anything this with this. This isn't enough to go on. Yeah. Um, Elliot then tells the judge that his name is in the bookkeeper's ledger. Um, so they all come back to the courtroom. Um, the judge decides to switch jurors with another case that's going on. Of course, at this moment, Al Capone and his lawyer really start freaking out over this news. And um, uh, Capone is like, do something, do something. So the lawyer's like, hey, you know, we want to change our plea from not guilty to guilty. Al Capone's kind of like... What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and just punches him right in the face. Bam. Um, so basically everything is unraveling in this end scene here. Um, Elliot gets up close to Capone, is basically rubbing it in his face that, you know, I won, man. You are guilty. Everybody knows you're guilty. You're going away. You're going to prison at least for a while. Like, yeah, we don't got any murder charges on you, but you're getting locked up for this. Uh-huh. Um, so we have that, you know, um, always right in the world kind of scene there. Um, so now we got to wrap everything up. Uh, Elliot is cleaning out his desk. He's getting ready to head back to his family. Um, all of that good stuff. We've got Stone stepping up. He's a cop now, like officially, because before he didn't graduate, you know, and they just added him to this task force and, you know, he's going to change the world in Chicago now. Everybody's happy, all that. Um, Elliot is on his way out, and a reporter is asking him a whole bunch of questions. It's the reporter. It's the, the photographer from the beginning. Yeah, that I didn't trust. Um, so the reporter is asking him a whole bunch of questions, but ends with um, prohibition maybe ending. You know, what are you going to do? Because you were this big guy to just you know, enforce this law. And Elliot is like, well, I think I would like a drink. Um, which is a phenomenal way to end a movie. Just perfect. All right. Yes. All right, well, you know. So, so that's a wrap up there. If you didn't figure it out. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for pointing that out. Well, some people need uh, pickles written on their jar of pickles that's to know right. that's what's in there. So Nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you like it? I did. All right, all right. Very happy then. Very happy. I, I, I don't think I've seen a like gangster style movie like that that I have not liked. It was yet. pretty big from what I remember in the '90s, you know. And I'm I've seen it a whole bunch of times. Uh, I mean, I like it. It's it is it's it up is there. very well done. Yeah, it's up there for me. It's it's one of my favorites for sure. So uh, that is the first review question. If you're new to Luke and Naomi on air, featuring Naomi's Under a Rock review, we always ask Naomi a couple of wrap up questions after her reviews. See if maybe we missed anything, or you know, sometimes just to poke fun at some of the characters like Naomi likes to do. I do like yelling at them, you know. But uh, so so number one, of course, is always, did you like it? 
So awesome. Now we know it's sort of a 1A question or, you know, a not every week question because you got the name mm-hmm. of, and they said Untouchable several times. It yes, was they did. in print within the movie. It was. That part was probably the best right there. Untouchable. <laughs> so right, I'm glad you like that. I seen that on the screen earlier. Uh, what did you know about it going in? Um, nothing. Just what you told me that it's a movie about prohibition, gangster stuff in Chicago. All right. That's it. Uh, so your thoughts that you knew nothing? Um, well, I usually uh, decently like these kind of movies because you've got a little bit of action without too much action. Yep. You usually have a good storyline to keep them um, to keep them rolling without it being too dramatic. You know, I find that these movies tend to have an, a nice balance. All right. Um, so I I had a decent feeling about it. Um, I would have been shocked if I was like, ooh, that was, that was a bad one. We were uh, going back and forth between this and one or two other movies, and Naomi was, was like, no, 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 that, that one sounds like something I want to watch, so let's yeah. do that. So that's cool. I'm glad. Uh, what surprised you about The Untouchables? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't think there was anything really um, surprising. Maybe, again, um, Sean Connery's character dying you know i thought he was gonna be the big hero at the end but there was quite a few times that i thought other people were gonna be the hero the accountant uh you know i don't know whatever um so i guess maybe him dying i mean i know al capone goes to jail i mean that's uh we know that's the the end part of the story anyways um so yeah that would probably be the biggest surprise in it how about the cast did you know any of the cast members that were in it no, um, I would probably guess Robert De Niro was in it because it's a gangster movie. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, it, it would blow you away if somebody told you he never played Al Capone in his acting yeah, career. Yeah, I would be he? like, no, nah, that's not true. He had to have at some yeah. point, right? Um, I didn't know like Sean Connery was in it or Kevin Costner, which that was weird. Yeah. I don't see him as that kind of authority character. Figure? Yeah, it, it, um, it so that was weird, but he did it very well. It's a little... But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's a good actor, so that's there's that. Um, okay, let's see here. What that was what surprised you? What would uh, would you have liked it more or less if you saw it when you were younger, say seventeen? Probably less. Probably less. Probably wouldn't be invested in the storyline as much. Do you know um, anything about the history of Capone and Elliot Ness and? I don't, but I do believe there is a book on that bookshelf behind me that is all about Al Capone. I bought it when I was in Chicago, and I never read it. I am going to have to read that. That is fantastic. All right. Very cool. Uh, What was your favorite part? Oh, gosh. There was quite a few, but I really think the accountant going crazy, you know, was probably phenomenal. Like in Canada when he goes after those guys? Yeah, absolutely. His whole character. No, no. In Canada. In Canada. Um, and he, I say he goes crazy, but he really doesn't. He doesn't go like psycho, I'm going to just, you know, shoot off 800 rounds here. No, he's just like, bam, I gotcha. Bam, I gotcha. Like, oh my gosh, I better shoot this guy. Bam. And then when he gets done, one of the um, barrels of alcohol is leaking. So he puts his hand under it and just, you know, drinks it up really quick and is just like, oh, I needed that. I can't believe what I just did. Hey, technically, they weren't in uh, the United States. That's, so, so it was fine. You know? you know, they were on a bridge. It's cool. That's right. International waters. <laughs> I think fine. international. Yes, on a bridge. International. Hey, right on the right on, you know, 
border there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what would what would be your least? That is a great favorite part, by the way. That uh, that's a good. It choice. really is. I like it. Good choice. Yeah. What would be your least favorite part? Um. I think I know the answer to this. Well, the baby thing. Oh, the baby yeah, scene. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't like. I was um, going with Malone dying. I didn't like Malone dying either, and the fact that it took him like an hour to die like seriously you just got shot 42 times you're you're done you are not gonna crawl all the way back into your apartment tough old bastard i guess but no absolutely not um so i didn't like that i i didn't like the baby crying scene that was just weird and annoying like that was a lot of crying (laughs) this is such a rough scene as that scene started i'm like ah this it's it's probably been hell i don't know three or four years since i've seen it it's been a, a little while and I, you know i'd kind of forgotten about that it was as soon as we got to that scene i'm like damn it this scene yeah and then the other part that i probably didn't like that much is a part that i didn't include in the review until afterwards about the paper um was that big chase scene between nettie and um elliot yeah you know i just i felt like it wasn't needed like yeah cool at the end he finally like you know, pushes him off the roof and we see him be okay with killing somebody. Um, but it's still just, it was so long. And it, it's it could not, have been a little shorter, sure. It wasn't adding anything to the story. I mean, the paper being dropped could have been wrapped up in like 30 seconds. I didn't need 15 minutes of this. Yeah. They could have killed him some other way. He could have stayed alive through this. Nobody cares because in the end, Al Capone goes to jail and that's it. Right. Done. Yeah. You don't know about it. that guy. You never, I, I don't know yeah. his name. Never heard his name throughout the annals of history or anything like that. No. So, all right. Okay. Good choices. Um, would you recommend it to someone who hasn't seen it? Of course. Would you watch it again? Of course. Would you stop and watch it if it's on television? Probably. Probably? Probably. Uh, and are you happy you watched it? Of course. Always. All right. Yeah. Well, that, I'm happy that you liked it too. Because, again, we got to that, uh, to the... Uh, train station scene with, yeah with the baby and all of that stuff and i was like okay this is make or break i'm thinking if she's on the fence with this movie this scene is is pushing her off the edge where she's right. just not gonna like it yeah and like if she already likes the movie enough you could endure this as like a whole it just absolutely is par for the course for what ness and his team had to go through to get to capone and his guys which i get so you know i just it was a little drawn out there. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. Drawn out is understatement of the year, I think, yeah. for sure. But all right. Glad you liked it. That is cool. Thank you for uh, for watching The Untouchables. Yeah, it was it was good. Again, I'm still waiting for the time when we hit a like gangster-style movie, and I'm just like, no, this is terrible. So, uh, like, that's going to be heartbreaking. You you do like the gangster-style movies. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see which ones we have. I know Casino is up there. Uh, okay, yeah. I've been waiting to show you that. I love Casino myself. You've already seen Goodfellas. Yep. So it's too bad that we can't review Goodfellas. That's but okay. I don't want to watch that movie again. Naomi just absolutely doesn't like Goodfellas because of the opening scene. He stabs that guy's belly and it's just so... You can totally fast forward through that, mute the the sound. It's I can't. Almost 100% unnecessary. There's so many grosser scenes in that movie. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I don't so know. Many, but there's a couple of more worse scenes. It's just so slow when you... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, this is boy. why I wish people could see, you know, what we're doing, because I, like, made them Very motion. slow, and I, I promise you Pesci stabs faster than that. I don't know. I don't think he does. I promise Ooh. you. <laughs> now I want to watch Goodfellas just just for Joe Pesci. Oh I absolutely gosh. love Do Tommy. Do it when I, like, have to work or something. Like, oh, take a goodness. day to yourself and watch it. Uh-huh. Just know. All right, all right. That that wraps up our, uh, our Under a Rock review of The Untouchables. We'll see what, what gangster movies are in our future for we'll for some more reviews. Yeah. Of course, we don't know what we're going to be doing uh, next time because we don't even know if we're going to have an episode next week. Who knows? So we are coming back, though. I don't want to make that sound like we no, don't know. No, no, of course you know. not. Uh, so we'll be back Sometime after in September. Labor Day weekend. Yeah. It's nice to take a little holiday every of you course. know every now and then. I'm lazy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Aren't we all? I mean, At least a little bit. It's fairly obvious, yeah. I would think, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, okay. What are we doing now? Thought of the day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thought of the day, thought of the day, it's your thought of the day, thought of the day. So in honor of the three-day weekend coming up, thinking about vacations and all of that good stuff, uh, there's nothing like preparing to go on a vacation to make you realize it takes a lot of work just so you can do nothing for a week. Oh, that's just horrible. Oh. That makes me sad. Hurts a little. I'm sorry. It does. It absolutely does. Well, Luke, leave us with a laugh then. Let's turn this frown upside down. What do you call a knight made entirely of fine china? I don't know. Ceramic. That's stupid. That was so stupid. Uh, why don't spiders go back to school? I don't know. Because they learn everything on the web. <laughs> this is the best you got. These are terrible. My boss asked me to make a business presentation and uh, said I should start with a joke. So I put my payslip on the first slide. Now that is good. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there. <laughs> we'll come out with a high note, I guess. Somewhat. Uh, that was your best dad joke in a, in a while. Uh, one more thing. Speaking of the next movie we do, we had a question. I meant to bring this up earlier. I didn't write it down. Uh, but... Mad Max and the Road Warrior. Oh, that's right. This is this is a, a thing this that we important. have to address. So do we watch Mad Max or do we just skip right to the Road Warrior? And I bring it up because I know Mad Max is like, what, 77, 78, something like that. It is slower. It, the production values aren't the greatest. The Road Warrior kind of takes a leap ahead as far as the series and, and the production and all of that stuff. So is it okay? Do we have all the listeners' blessing to jump from... And skip Mad Max and go right to the Road Warrior. I don't see why not. Because, I mean, didn't we do the same thing with Terminator? We did. We saw Terminator 2. I haven't seen any of the other Terminator movies. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you saw the big one. That's the most important one. So, I feel like that's the case here, right? I, Question see, mark? That's the thing. I, I mean, I saw these a long time ago. They're, they're almost forgotten for me. Okay. So, uh, that's why I want to get everybody's input on that so you can let us know on the facebook page um, yeah you can send us a, a, a dm or drop it on whatever place you want you know we get the notifications when you yeah. leave your comments yeah. so we we always see that stuff uh other than that don't forget to check out sips and snacks That's on right. youtube if you're not subscribed to the youtube page make sure you do that luke and naomi on air on facebook on youtube amazon spotify apple google everywhere probably somewhere else that i've forgotten to uh, ebay uh, eBay. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm a little worried about that one. I hope we're not on eBay. Uh, don't check eBay. And no. Or drive the price up. What the hell? Either way. 
All right, that's going to do it for episode 58. We'll see you in a week or two for episode 59. That's right. Until then, have some fun this week and be excellent to each other. Love Love you, bye. bye.